Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, look, we're back with the P word, not petrol, which is fast becoming a dirty word, not pantomime, which is fast becoming a metaphor for, well, everything. I'm talking about privatisation. The rows have kicked off again, and it's the NHSE's plans to try and sort out waiting lists by roping in the private sector what did it. Before we get carried away, private providers contract for about 9% of electives and 6% of diagnostics right now. So if they doubled their involvement, it's hardly a takeover. But is it privatisation? Well, the World Health Organization define it as, and I quote, a process in which non-government actors become increasingly involved in the financing and or provision of healthcare services. The dictionary says, and I quote, to transfer from public or government control or ownership to private enterprise. And for most of it, we define it with, well, what happened during Thatcher's years, passing the ownership of capital assets, trains and sewers and power stations to the private sector to organise and run. Anyway, you be the judge. The plan is to make it easier for integrated care boards to contract with the private sector using a framework agreement which, from the bureaucracy point of view, makes a lot of sense. So what exactly is NHSE's latest wheeze? Well, it's a document. It's called the Elective Recovery Task Force Implementation Plan Guidance. A cross between a love letter and a wish list. We're told the NHS and the private sector face the challenges of COVID together and head on. Ah, and now we'll ride to the rescue with waiting lists. The fact is, the private sector has only got a tiny workforce and relies on NHS people moonlighting, particularly NHS surgeons, very particularly anaesthetists and especially agency nurses and AHPs. They don't like the term moonlighting, so to take the pressure off my inbox, let's redefine it as NHS people work in the private sector in addition to their contracted hours, mainly in the evenings and weekends. The word, the key word here is capacity. And all we can say is the NHS doesn't have enough and neither does the private sector anyway. Any private provider with a finance director with batteries in their calculator will have realised working at NHS tariff is nowhere near as juicy as operating on self-pay at a premium. Market analyst Lang Buerson report the self-pay market has shown market beating growth through 2021 the likes of this haven't been experienced in a generation they also point out and i quote some nhs trusts are beginning to provide availability and procedure prices in an attempt to recover nhs private patient revenues but and there's always a but the waiting list isn't the waiting list waiting for what is a good question people wait for a diagnosis a decision to treat and a decision to admit. So there are three waiting lists. Less than half of those on the waiting list, the, the waiting list, have had a decision to admit to hospital. Mainly the waiting lists are waiting for tests and decisions. In November last year, only 15% of people on the list had a full house, test decision and admission for treatment. Bear in mind, not everyone who's been diagnosed will need an inpatient in treatment. Of those, we could estimate about 20% might be admitted and 80% wouldn't. So back of the envelope numbers, of the 7.5 million, about 1.5 million 
only might be waiting for an operation. So it's self-evident the big push is in diagnostics. Ten years of austerity funding after the world banking crunch and almost no capital investment meant we're at the bottom of the OECD scale for diagnostic kit per head of population. And that's where the private sector comes in. The private sector will never make a significant dent in procedures. Why should they want to? But they might help with diagnostics and screening. This policy is all about throwing the kitchen sink at waiting so the Prime Minister can say he's done everything he can to reduce the numbers, one of his five promises before the next election. And it might work. But, yes, there's another but, so far, getting on for 700,000 appointments and procedures have been postponed or cancelled because of strike action. More strikes gives him a ready-made excuse thanks for listening and i hope we'll speak again soon bye bye now